Hi, my name's Pikachu. And I'm Evie. And let's go to the season finale of season two, Two Pals in a Pod. Welcome to our 40th episode of Two Pals in a Pod. Can you believe for supporting us for two seasons worth of useless content? I honestly can't believe we made it this far. I'm very bad at doing what I say I'm going to do. So this is pretty impressive. And it's still undecided if we're coming back for a season three. So you're going to have to let What? I just, Laura, we're supposed to leave them on a cliffhanger. Stir in the pot. We, we're definitely And that's back. why they call them cliffhanger. I loved Read Between the Lions. Did you watch that just at school or at home too? At home, we were poor. Yeah, it was on PBS. It was incredible. Never watched it once at school. Oh, we watched it at school sometimes. We watched that, Bill Nye, Reading Rainbow. Classic. Classic. Reading Rainbow. We got to watch That's that in art shit. class um, every once in a while. That was fun. No, nah, in elementary school, we were learning about George O'Keefe. Who? Oh my god, Jamie. I know, I know. I'm just joshing you. <sighs> Anyways, what's this week's fun fact? So, did you know that the inventor of the microwave only received $2 for his discovery? That man has been jibbed. Yeah, I... Or a woman, but I think it was probably a dude. I said his. Um, I think that he should sue. I don't know who. Maybe NASA. I imagine he's dead. Yeah. Well, the microwave's not that old. It's old enough. Speaking of not that old, it is entirely possible that Rosa Parks has seen the first two Shrek movies. A lot of people who probably are too fancy for Shrek, have seen Shrek. Can you just imagine? Like, I saw that in a TikTok. There's a lot to unpack there. The fact that Rosa Parks didn't exist 4,000 years ago is still mind-boggling to me. That that was like... Yeah, racism happened yesterday, today, and the day before that. Yeah, it just, I can't quite comprehend i know that's a privileged perspective and i'm not saying that it's not real but holy smokes sometimes you forget that old stuff isn't that old yep yep anyway speaking of old stuff we were supposed to record last week as you know but it was the thanksgiving holiday and also anchor was down and we're not we're not mad at anchor we love them they're an incredible free service so who are we? To but, but, fuck Amazon with a toothbrush. I mean, that goes without saying. So I felt it needed to be said. Our weeks are a little bit old news, but we're gonna sprinkle in some new news in there as well. So new news, Laurel. Why don't you take us back to when you got back from your trip? Oh my god, the drama. 
Okay, so I actually haven't been to work. Uh, today was my first day at work. I had a whole week off, which was fun, but not for my bank account. Um, my stupid bitch ass cat <laughs> decided. Oh, you want to go on a little vacation? You want to have a little enjoyment? You want to not be fucking miserable? <laughs> Psych, bitch. I'm not allowing that. Um, he had, slash still sort of has, um, a urinary issue. And now he is on a very expensive food diet. Um, expensive for a cat, cheap for a human, I guess. Um... I haven't seen him drink water all week, which was pretty concerning. And today he drank his first full bowl of water. Yay! Round of applause for Jack. Um, I bought him a new collar because they lost his at the vet. What? Yes, they suck. That's incredibly stupid. Um, but he is acting better and he should be fine but there was a life or death concern for a while so last weekend this weekend was mostly miserable for me yeah yep um when i was flying back from my trip i had just gotten some word that jack wasn't acting normal um so i wanted to throw up on the whole plane ride home and, of course, I had to have been sitting next to somebody cute on the plane ride home. And I couldn't say hello, even. Because I was like, if I say anything, I will throw up immediately. Yep. Oh, you almost had a tinder tail on the plane? Yeah, almost, maybe. Wow. That's incredible. I didn't see no wedding ring. This is brand new information to me. Also brand new information to you but so if you've been following the podcast i had an extremely long period two months to the day actually um september 13th through november 13th so you know one would say what the absolute fuck yeah my doctor believes it's a thyroid issue blah 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 i'm going to the doctor in a week to for like a checkup situation, but guess what happened? Started your period again. Yeah, I mean, I I got fifteen days, and it was like, hello, I'm back, and then oh 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 oh, the funny part. So, I start my period. I slap on a pad. <laughs> then nothing happens. So yeah. I'm like, yep. okay. Mm-hmm. You take the pad off, and then it's like, ha-ha, well, bam, bitch. Then you're like, okay, shit, I'll put a pad back on. Nothing happens. Yep, yep, I've lived in this cycle. But if I took it off, it'd be a crime scene. Yep, yep, that happens to me almost monthly. And, yeah, it sucks that you got 15 days, but I'm curious as not a medical person, your period can be delayed or even missed due to stress. And I wonder if you ever actually stopped being on your period or if you were so stressed about Jack that it ceased for a while and now it's come back. 
That's entirely possible because I was stressed to the point where I wanted to vomit when I wasn't like actually sick and, and I've character. only felt that way one other time in my whole life yeah like me for example that's a normal statement <laughs> I understand that anxiety and stress can make you want to vomit all the time and you can vomit um I didn't know that was actually a real thing for a while just because I'm usually a chill cucumber or at least I think I am and I'm really good at being fucking delusional but, um, yes, I had an anxiety barf one time a couple years ago, and then it almost happened again on an airplane. Yeah, mm-hmm. Anxiety barfs are the worst. Anyway. It's just so rude, because it's like, I feel fine, but it's like, mm, but, like, not emotionally. <laughs> Other than Colorado and Jack living, what else did we do this week? Oh, this weekend, we did have a small Friendsgiving with people that we've already been in our bubble Yeah, these with. are our inner circle crew. So there were, there was eight of us. And honestly, that was lovely. Um, instead of your traditional Thanksgiving food, we had Wingsgiving. Which, let me tell you, made one birthday boy very happy. Yeah, I do want to clarify really quick. Eight people sounds like a lot, but six of those people are couples who live in the same household. Plus, Laura's a roommate of one of those couples. And Laura and I have already seen each other constantly. So, it wasn't like eight individual households. It was like three. Yes. Uh, anyways, um, we celebrated some birthdays at Friendsgiving because we always have to because the way our friend group works is that three people have to have a birthday all at the same time. So me, Jamie, and we have one other friend who have our birthday on the same exact day. Um, the next group was our September babies. Uh, there's one on the 23rd and two on the 26th. And then in December, we have three December babies within a week of each other. Yep. Um, we come in. It's too much financially. It really is. It's a big responsibility. Laura always says it on The worst is so when it comes to the three people, when it's me, you, and our other friend, I only have to buy two gifts. But you get stuck around one of the other groups and you're like, I gotta buy three. Yeah, three seems so much more for some reason. Two's like, oh boy. Three is, well, just kill me. I have nothing left to give. And our friends are lovely people. They expect nothing from us. But I love birthdays too much to not get you anything. That's how Laura be doing. Jimbo Timbo Rimbo. Yes. How was your Thanksgiving week? Thanksgiving was good. Pretty chill. Literally the most uneventful Thanksgiving of my life, as it should be. So, nothing to report. It's incredible how Thanksgiving can always be so dramatic. Yeah. um, My family is super chill when it comes. Like, some people's families, 
invite all the aunts, uncles, cousins over to one person's house and everybody dresses up and you take family photos that day and you do the gift exchange and you have the meal. And my mom's like, if you show up in anything other than leggings and no makeup, then you were at the wrong house. And you had the right idea, but the wrong. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, um, that's pretty much what I did all weekend. Um, but things are starting to gear up for me. Um, Thanksgiving itself, uneventful. December is notoriously a pretty slow month for photographers, but um, not this one. I have photo shoots left and right, and I'm going to pretty much be quarantining other than the few work priorities I have until Christmas Day. So I will not be seeing Laura for a hot minute. Um which really fucking blows. Yeah. Um, I'm going on two trips to Colorado, two separate trips, both for work. And then other than that, I have three or four photo shoots. So I have like five or six this month. Um, so other than like just going to take the pictures, I'm going to be staying at home, doing all my grocery ordering online, you know, the whole social distancing, keeping up. The whole, I was going to say nine yards, but really yeah. six Yep, feet. yep. <laughs> um, and I just am trying to prepare. I had a chill day today. Um, I'm seeing, I saw one of my best friends before I c- couldn't see her until before Christmas and her baby. And she's going to be nine months old this week or next week. That's practically a I know, and the baby was perfect, sweet angel, cute, did not cry, was yanking on the dog's tail, but an appropriate amount, and it was good. And I'm really happy that I got to see them. But backtracking to last week on things that aren't related to Thanksgiving, I started a little show on Netflix called Emily in Paris, and I know that when you listen to podcasts and they talk about shows, it's not that exciting to listen because if you haven't seen the show, then it's not relatable content. So I'm going to keep it brief. Emily in Paris is every high schooler's dream, essentially, of getting a job you love, being flown across the country, making a new best friend, and falling in love with, like, four different French guys while you get to live in this luxurious apartment and eat pastries all day. And that's all I want. It's like the perfect combination between Gossip Girl and Gilmore Girls. It's like a little bit of saucy, spicy drama. But there's always a happy ending to every episode. I'm not all the way done with it yet. But man, oh man. If I didn't like my husband so much, I'd buy a one-way ticket to Paris after this. Well, honestly, I think you'd be pretty successful anywhere you went. Man shopping. Thank you. Uh I don't even know how to take that because I've basically only ever dated one person. Um, But yeah, I just love it. It's very wholesome and sweet. And then, totally unrelated. If you listened last week, you know that I got a new piece of technology, my new laptop, which I'm recording on today. So if it sucks, I won't ever do it again. I'll let you, you'll have to let me know. But um. I had to wait in the line to pick up a piece for my computer that I forgot to buy when I was there the first time. And the Apple Store security guard, because our Apple Store is inside of our local mall, um, 
he looked like he was going to cry. And I was like, hey, man, how's it going? Like, just trying to be nice to him. And he was like, everything's bad. They're being mean to me. I've had to call the police on multiple people because they're throwing a fit that they didn't have an appointment for Apple so they can't just go in and buy something. And he was like, people have been, like, hitting him, trying to physically assault him. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. So... This is the PSA. I don't think anybody who listens to this podcast would physically harass a mall security guard. But if you do, you're a big piece of garbage. Um, You don't need the newest iPhone that bad. And if you do, guess what? You can order it online. And if you have enough to go drop on the brand new iPhone, you probably can afford express shipping as well. So I don't want to hear it. That's (laughs) I will agree that I don't think our listeners are the type of people to be Karens. Um, But if you've ever been a fucking asshole to a customer service person, just know there's a special place in hell for you. Satan's got a carousel of Karens ready to whip your ass. Hmm. I think now is a good time for a quick break. Come back. We'll talk about our pet peeves other than Karen's. Welcome back from our beautiful really break. for the season finale. I did. I pulled that All right, one out. so we're going to do pet peeves this week. And there are pet peeves from last week, but we're still mad about him. So we got to air it on, on air. That's... Mm. Not how I intended that sentence to come out, but that's what happened. So this week, my pet peeve. I feel like other people agree with this, but you're watching a movie. You're watching a TV show. You're reading a book. You're reading a comic. Literally, you're enjoying a story. And it's just nice. Like, it's good. There's not major conflict Or if there is conflict, it's going to be resolved. And then for some reason, the writer decides you need an ultimate gut-wrenching twist right at the end that does not make the story any better. I hate when they feel like they have to be edgelords to have an entertaining story. Like, I know some people want action, action, action all the time. But I believe that there can definitely be entertainment for just feel-good moments. Like, I don't want to watch Hallmark every time I want to feel good. Mostly because their shit sucks. But, like, if I'm enjoying a movie, and it's a happy movie, there's going to be a resolution. I don't need you to throw in a plot twist that, surprise, it was all a dream, and everybody's a Nazi. Whoa, that's not how I thought that sentence was going to end. Yeah. And I will say from a marketing nerd perspective, I'm reading a book called Building a Brand Story. It's a business book. And there's pretty much a story outline that all stories follow. We even talked about this at my church. And there are very few circumstances where you can stray from the formula where it's good. Like not everybody wants an indie film festival movie all the time. And sometimes you do, but really not likely. And you will lose the audience's attention by derailing it too much. And instead of creating a story or 
getting a point across, like be kind to your neighbors or whatever the movie is about. You're just creating noise and everybody's confused. And the only buzz your movie's going to get is this movie sucked because I don't understand it. Like sometimes it's okay if something's just a nice, sweet, simple story. I agree. Kind of like the Nazi thing came from, I think, I don't know a lot about comics, uh, but I do believe in one of them about Captain America. And then they were like, haha, surprise, he's working with the Nazis or he was like Hitler's best friend or some crap like that. Like Captain America's whole thing is that he gets rid of the Nazis. Yeah, I definitely don't know. <laughs> it- just i don't need the drama okay life's already hard enough i just want enjoyable entertainment that doesn't make me feel absolutely my pet peeve this week is very niche and specific and before you send me hate mail hear me out my pet peeve is postal service workers that are not male men women or male people uh, mail carriers, great. I have never had a problem with a mail carrier. The people who work in the physical post office wear the brick. Like the front desk. Do they find these people? I have never met a stranger breed. I had a really creepy guy one time. This lady yelled at me about not bringing my own tape to ship something, which I like almost cried. If you show up to the post office without tape... They will do a live castration And I understand. It's just the United States Postal Service. I go to UPS. There's one that's like a little bit further from me. And I drive to that one because there's always a young girl working. I think she's younger than me. And she is so kind and sweet and nice. And she's like, you want me to put a bow on your package? And I'm like, this is what I'm paying for. She is the nicest lady I've ever met. Yeah, I don't know. I imagine they experience some rough shit at USPS because especially I believe the older generation hangs out there quite often. Um, But I don't know what crawled up their ass and died to give them the fucking attitude they have. Like I've never gone in and been treated nicely by somebody working at the front desk of a post office. And it's not like I go to the same one. I've been to several and they're all just ready to yeah i don't get it whatsoever and i understand that the holiday time is probably really stressful and really hard for them but i'm talking mid-august on a tuesday at 1 p.m getting screamed at by this lady because i didn't have tape and goodness gracious i also went in one time a little backstory and i don't remember the whole thing it might be on an earlier podcast episode But this guy comes from the back, and the guy that's helping me with my package, he's being, like, a little bit creepy, but not, like, it was, like, specifically. I need to get out of here creepy. It's, like, we'll just. Yeah, and it wasn't, like, specifically creepy creepy to me. It was, like, creepy in general. And the guy came out of the back, and he was, like, did you tell her that your name is Daddy? And I was, like, I want to be dead. I want to be dead. I want out of this place. Oh my god. I saw that the post office near me is hiring. Um, Unfortunately, they are not hiring for a large enough sum of money. Mm. 
But yeah, I to derail things for a a quick second. I don't know if you've seen this on TikTok, but there's this girl. um, I don't know what her job is. I think she's an Amazon delivery driver, but she gets like paired up with the UPS guy so they can deliver package more quickly during the holiday time. She's sweet, adorable, tiny girl and has a sweet voice and she like bothers the crap out of this older guy that she worked with last year to make him laugh and stuff she is a quality ups employee i hope she gets a raise (laughs) ups or us brown box okay brown box yep ups all right so since last week was thanksgiving we thought we would share Some classic holiday tales, not just specifically Thanksgiving, but things happen on holiday. Things fucking Uh, happen, dude. They all have full moon energy, if you will. I say that from a non-astrology perspective because I don't really know what full moon energy is, but we're going to roll with it. So... I thought I would kick us up with the classic Christmas tale. The year okay. is maybe 07, 08. I'm in, I want to say I'm in the second grade, but I was definitely in the second grade prior to those years. Um, and we're going to the mall on Christmas Eve. My stepdad, Dave, God love him. I'm so sorry to interrupt, but you were in middle school. When this happened, I was in, like, the second or third grade. <laughs> okay, so, like, 2005. Okay. Um, uh, that was a terrible estimate, then. Um, Christmas Eve, we're at the mall, and my mom... The mall's gonna close in, like, 20 minutes. My mom was done shopping. She's like, I'll meet you guys in the car. And my stepdad wants me to help him in one last department store to pick something out for my mom because Christmas morning is like 12 hours away at this point. Um, oh, yeah. That's how dads be. They're like, I only go shopping on Black Friday yeah. and Christmas. You don't have to do that to yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's so something wrong I'm, with them. We're in this department store things are starting to close up and we're walking out and the man of the department store pulls the grate down and locks us in the store full on disney channel movie style locks us in the store this is prior to our family having cell phones might i add so we're stuck in this store for a solid 20 minutes and i am having a meltdown because this As a child, you're like, this is the end. As an adult, you're like, not I'll find that. somebody. I'll I was get like, out. you made me miss Christmas. You ruined Christmas. I was so mad at Dave. Uh, <laughs> I mean, spending the night at the mall in third grade was a dream come true, but not on Christmas Eve. I was livid. I was like, Santa's not going to bring me presents because I'm trapped in the mall. I believed in Santa, so I had to be in second grade. Um, anyway. My a security guard comes by while my stepdad and the guy who locked us in there are like having a screaming match, probably because the security guard heard him. And the security guard's like, This is illegal. Like you can't just 
lock people in a store because you're a dick. Like, so. So the guy was yes. Letting you he leave? locked us in the store, and it was a department store. So I, I mean, every, all of our listeners are familiar with how a mall works. It has outside so, doors like. Too. It has an exit to the parking lot, but you wanted to he exit back into the mall. He all of the exits into the parking lot, and then we tried to go back out through the mall because we couldn't go into the parking lot because we decided not to purchase something from there. And when we went back to the mall, he had pulled the gate down. So this was, like, premeditated. So he was doing it to give you a hint. And then once you were like, okay, we'll go. Yeah. It, he went, the, let like, you out? Let's say the mall closed at 8. I'm pretty sure that's when it closed. It was not past 8.05. Like, it's not like we were in there, like, at 8.30, at 9 o'clock. Like, we tried like to go been a out of the door that leads into the parking lot, turned around, and went back. Because it was locked, we couldn't get out into the parking lot. So we went to the exit into the mall so then we could leave the mall. And he had locked it. Yeah, um, long story short, the security guard saved the day, and he was like, you absolutely can not lock people in the mall, because you're a monster. Um, and I got to go home, so I have been locked in the mall before. So, (laughs) just a teensy bit similar happened to me. I was at the mall with two friends. I don't think it was Christmas, but they were shopping. I was like, I want to sit on a bench. So I'm just going to wait right outside the store. Well, they come close the gate. And I'm like, uh, there's fucking people in there. And they're like, don't worry. Like, we'll let them out. But my friends are taking fucking forever. I guess I think there was like a cash register issue. Like they were trying to clock out, not clock out, cash out like um at the very last minute that the store was closing and then of course there was a register issue which oh my fucking yeah. god registers are so shitty um but in that instance like they had only closed the gate so more customers didn't come in after my friends were done shopping and were cashed out they like raised the gate and since they were young they just kind of like shimmied under like they didn't raise it all the way and then they just yep, closed it would- again can't believe could you imagine like wanting people to spend the night in your store fuck it up and then you come back the next day and you're like yeah it was really confusing and i wish that i was exaggerating being dramatic or like adding a sprinkle of drama to that story for you but i was not doing any of those things (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so in true finale fashion, I've got one heck of a Let's juicy Thanksgiving story for you. Now, listeners, this is a real treat because I have never told anybody this Ooh. whole story. Uh, hopefully my parents don't listen to this. If they do, I think it's been long enough that they need to get over it and the fact that Less than a hundred people will probably listen to this, but here comes the drama, the tea, the redonkulous. Um, I am gonna have to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this for domestic abuse. 
Um, it's not extremely serious, but just in case any light conversation of that would affect you, you're welcome kind to of skip you. this part. So, the year was whenever <laughs> the hell I was in sixth grade. Which yeah. was probably 2008 or nine. It was the day before Thanksgiving, and my dad went to a friend's place. My dad goes to his friend's place. They're drinking. They're having a good time, partying, whatever. My mom's like, I don't care what you do. Just, like, be back tomorrow to help me make dinner. So we go on with our evening it's a normal evening. Me and my brother are being dicks to each other. My mom's <laughs> like, I fucking hate you children. <laughs> As any good holiday would be. So it is early the next morning. And my mom has awoken us. And we're not real. Like, if I'm in sixth grade, I'm like 10 or 11. So not quite old enough to be by yourselves legally. But like, yeah. really not a problem. So my mom, um, my dad calls and he's like, I'm still crazy drunk. You have to pick me up. Or maybe his friend called even. And so my mom's like, you're fucking kidding me. I'm supposed to be putting a turkey in the oven right now. And she was like, Laura, just, you know, keep an eye on the turkey. Like she put it in and she left. She's like, just. If it catches on fire, don't call 911, but really you don't have to do anything. Great. So now I'm on turkey watch. Um, my mom is driving. I don't recall which friend of his it was, but I know it was a decent drive. Um, so somewhere between half an hour and an hour, maybe oh up God. to two hours of driving. My mom has to go to get him. And my mom gets there and gets the keys from his friend because his friend was holding his keys because he's like, this dude can't be going nowhere. Um, so my mom gets the keys and she's in her car and she's like, Larry, hop in the back seat because you're pretty fucked up. I just yeah. want you to lay down and I'll drive you back home. And my dad is so fucked up. Like, I don't know if he's ever been this fucked up in his life. Like, he, he, he was definitely, like, cross-faded. Um, but my mom had rolled down, like, the window just barely to talk to him. Um, and my dad was like, no, just give me my keys. I'll drive my car home. And uh, she was like, absolutely not. And he was starting to get angry and mean. And she's like, no. And she had like rolled the window up even farther. And because he's really fucked up, um, he stuck his fingers in the crack of the window. Ripped the window out. Pulled my mom out of the car by her hair. Through the window. Um, the fact that your mom hasn't keys. murdered this man is honestly incredible. 
Um, I don't know exactly how or what happened. Maybe the friend was still there, but like um, they called the police on my dad and they took him away. And my mom got back in the car and came home with no fucking window. Uh, She came home, changed the locks, and she said goodbye. Um, And then my dad didn't live with us for a year. Um, This is... It's really bad. It's really terrible. Um, I'm still always going to be angry at my dad for doing that to my mom. But this also this is not an excuse if somebody ever treats you that way you really should dump them forever my parents are not together anymore they're my mom is with a better partner my dad is <laughs> with a partner um but that is the only time my dad ever yeah. did something like not that justifiable but also <laughs> there wasn't like yeah a pattern of Goodness physical gracious. abuse uh, i didn't learned it i can't believe it the drama Um, of it all could you imagine you're sitting at home thinking like your mom's picking up your dad we're gonna have turkey in a bit and your mom comes back like she just was in a fight uh there's no window on the car she's calling a lot it sounds like an 80s movie like matilda matilda yeah I mean, I'm very glad that my mom wasn't, you know, severely injured. And I learned, but <sighs> an interesting story. It was a crazy Thanksgiving from my mom. There's a possibility that she'll listen to this, so I'll have to tell you later. As holidays <laughs> come and go, you make traditions, you break traditions, but traditions are there. You do that. (laughs) Break Um, windows. This is not really a story, but for like three or four years in a row, me and my mom used to eat sweet tarts and watch Wizard of Oz on guess what holiday? Logically, you would think Halloween. I don't know. Nope. Christmas Eve. (laughs) Why? Why did we do that? I don't know, but it happened consecutively for like four years and it's never happened again. And I don't really eat sweet tarts. I don't go out of my way to seek them. But every year around this time, I'm like, hmm, I think I should buy some. So I always have them. You know what I told myself I needed earlier today and I didn't get? Gummy worms. I don't know. I was sad. I was worried about the cat. And I was like, the only thing that could comfort me right now is gummy worms. And I still want them. I've got one last holiday story if you're up for it. So we're going to end. Hit it. Interesting note. Um, This is the final Christmas story. For those of you who don't know, my dad died when I was 10 years old. So, my hobbies at 10 years old included certain after-school activities. Um, Being sad. I was going to church pretty regularly at that time because there was, like, a youth group that, I don't know, it really hardly had anything to do with church. Hardly had anything to do with church. But, you know, after my dad died, I kind of quit doing stuff for a little bit. Just needed a breather. 
trying to learn to cope as a 10 year old with your parent dying. Interesting time in my life, uh, to say the least. Um, you don't have to say it if you don't want to on the podcast, but I still get heart don't attack. What your dad died from? No, he was sick all Just the time. Like, he had uh, diabetes and like other attack. problems, and he—it was like the fourth heart attack that he had. Oh, so he was yeah. like a weak dude, and then he. My dad probably weighed as much as like, I do and was six adios. too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So you think I'm uh, skinny? So the first thing that I go to do after my dad died, like group activity outside of my house wise, was be on the Christmas play. Church felt like a comfortable, safe place after my dad passed. You know, that was like an okay place to go. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> knew, the middle school. You um, you and this year, everybody was getting a solo in the Christmas play. And it was just a verse of one singular Christmas song. Everybody got one. It was not due to my talent because I would have not gotten one if it were. Um, so I do think Absolutely we're both not. talented gals, so but we should not be So me and my friend, um, whose family I went to church with regularly, we got paired up on a song together. The song was We Three Kings. She got the first couple verses, and I got one verse because she she can actually sing. She's a music teacher now, so, you know, they, they just threw me a bone. I should not have been included in this. Here's the verse that they had me sing. I will read it to you like slam poetry. I will not be singing it. Two months after my dad died. Myrrh is mine, its bitter perfume, breath of life and gathering gloom, sorrow, sighing, bleeding, dying, sealed in a stone cold tomb. And I don't know who thought who had the audacity to give me that in the Christmas play. It was a whole play. A whole Christmas play. Any solo could have been mine. Sorrow, sign, bleeding, dying? Excuse me. I, like, didn't even realize the emotional trauma of that until I told my husband what my play solo was because we were just talking about plays and stupid stuff he did as kids. And he was like, wait, didn't you say that was the year your dad died? And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. so uh would not recommend uh giving your local child a solo in the play about death if their father has passed less than two months prior to the christmas play and i think that is gonna bring us to a close on season two episode 40 of two pals in a pod As always, if you've got questions, comments, concerns, an extremely traumatic holiday experience, you can email us at twopalsinapod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at twopalsinapod. As this is a season finale, we plan on having a two-week break and then picking up for season three, baby. Um. If you have anything you'd want us to discuss, 
anything you would want us to discuss <laughs> in season three, free, feel free to email oh, us. Oh my goodness. Going we out with things falling on our faces. And, <laughs> and look Absolutely. forward to hopefully See you guys seeing you in guests a couple next weeks. season. Bye.